Wow. We're on a roll. I know. Don't jinx it. I'm knocking on wood. Okay. Okay. Same. All right. Good. How you doing? Uh, it's going. I literally am just sitting here trying to delete files off my laptop because uh, it gave me like a little message saying, well, this was the exact words. Uh-oh. Need to delete a few selfies? Question <laughs> mark. Wait, what kind of computer do you have? I have a Mac, but it was saying I'm, I was running low on storage and it was like, oh, you definitely need to delete some damn. Uh, Mine just keeps telling me it's full and I just keep like um, emailing stuff to myself. So all this junk that I straight up don't need, like I have this Photoshop picture of me with the, uh, the One Direction boys and I have like 12 copies. Instead of just deleting them, I just like keep emailing them to myself. So I still casual. have them. <laughs> Yeah, well, to be fair, like, half the stuff I have, like, hoarded onto my laptop is stuff from, like, my freshman year of college. You might need <laughs> so that like, one day, okay? That, that's what I say. I'm like, yeah, I might need that poem interpretation from uh, English 102. You might. So, Who says you never won't? know? That's what I'm saying. You never know. Because, Truly. like, when we get famous and, like, someone buys our computer at auction... For Fact, millions yeah. of dollars. You know? That's what I'm saying. Like, you have to look into the future, you know? I can't yeah. just look straight in front of me. Yeah. I have all my diaries saved, um, just in case. Oh, that's gold. That's going to go for the big bucks. Oh, yeah. Everyone wants to like, read I, about that. <laughs> oh, 100%, dude. Um, also, my friend Caitlin, she told me that uh, she's been watching this thing on Amazon Prime Video. Um and let's see, she sent me the name of it, but it's basically like a documentary style of like the five days leading up to the Jonestown massacre. No way. I got to watch that. Yes. Let's see what she said. The name of it was. Oh, it's called Jonestown Paradise Lost and it's on Ooh. Prime. So. Mitch, we're watching right. that. Exactly. I told her, I was like, after I record tonight with Kel. That's probably going to be what I watch, to be honest. Yeah, if I could talk her into it. I already tried to talk her into Mamma Mia 2, and she wouldn't let me watch that. Okay, I haven't seen any of the Mamma Mias. You too? Oh my gosh. Yeah, have not seen one. Although, is Mamma Mia 2 the one with Cher? Yes. Okay, so then I probably would watch that one, but... She's only there for like five minutes. Okay, but like the best five minutes of the movie. Got it. I really like that movie. Like, they always just get stuck in my head, and I always end up singing them. And I will say it does have a good soundtrack. I've heard the soundtrack. I just haven't watched the movie. You gotta watch it. It's really good. Same with Hamilton. I haven't watched that either. Hamilton takes so much concentration. Like, you can't just, like, you go on TikTok for five minutes, then you're like, what is going on? See, my thoughts exactly. That's why I'm just like... It's probably a no for me, but like Alexander Hamilton, I got that part. Yeah, it's about Hamilton. Hamilton is on the $10 bill. Oh, I wouldn't have known that. Doesn't he hang himself? I don't know. Oops, spoiler alert if that's what <laughs> happened. I mean, it's like <laughs> history. It's like saying like, did the Titanic sink in the end of the movie? Like, <laughs> Listen, maybe. It's not a spoiler if it's like a real life thing, is it? Uh, Maybe not. No. No, you should have learned this. We should have learned this. Public education failed us. I lived uh, in Europe. They didn't teach us American history presidents. What's that like? You have an excuse. (laughs) I do. Or like whenever like I miss something in math, I just say I lived in Europe when they taught us that. 
Okay, fair. That's a good point, though. Like, uh, that would be my go-to every single time. I had to read. I went to three high schools, not a bunch of middle schools, but I had to read Macbeth four times because it was four different schools. And I had this. Ooh. I had the same book every time. And I would just repeat what my last teacher had said word for word. And I would, they would be like, you're so smart. And I'd be like, no. You're like, but yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah, I am so smart. Yeah. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Oh my gosh. I only read Macbeth once and that was one too many times for it's, me. Yeah. It's not, um, not very good. No, it's pretty rough to mm-hmm. be fair. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> well, speaking of Macbeth and, uh, Alexander Hamilton, this has nothing to do with either of those things, but today's episode is going to be, I feel like I say this every time, but it's going to be a good one. My it's notes are 14 pages long. Okay, see, this is why I'm glad that you're going second today, because I feel like mine's a shorty, yours a longie. Yours is a shorty? A little bit, yes. I'm really excited about yours, because I, like, thought about, like, yeah, obviously I know about this, and I'm like, wait, I don't really know anything about this. See, that's what I thought, too, and then I started looking into it, and I'm like, huh, there's really not much that, I mean, to be fair, once we talk about it, you'll see why there's not much on it, but... It's It was still like a good, interesting topic, and I have a couple theories for it, so I think that'll help elongate the story a little bit. I'm but so excited. No. I'm Yours, so excited. when you texted me, I was just like, when you texted you literally said, my story's kind of long, and I'm like, all right, it's going to be a good one. I'm so excited. I've been be obsessed with this case. Like, I literally, don't laugh at me, but I reached out to people that went to high school with this guy who went missing, and I was like, what was he like? Like, did you know anything about him? And... See, that's not, I wouldn't laugh at that because not far from where I live was the girl who went missing in Lexington, South Carolina at the end of her driveway. How did you just go missing at your driveway? Um, her car was left there with keys and everything. And I think they said they think someone abducted her. Oh, I know that story. Yeah. It's like a super, super long driveway. Super long. Wild. It is. Every time I pass the house, I'm just like, huh. All right. (laughs) weird it's very surreal like you don't think something like that would happen right there but mm, show enough yeah creepy we'll have to cover that another day there's so many things we got to cover okay let's get into it i know okay so today um i am covering atlantis or the lost city of atlantis i should say um and yeah we're just gonna get into it wait can i say Um, one thing about it first Yes. I always ahead. thought the lost city of Atlantis was Atlanta, Georgia, and I thought it had sunk and then floated away. That's hilarious. Like, up until, I like, that. I was, like, 10 years old. I thought Atlanta and Atlantis were the same place. Okay, well, close. <laughs> <laughs> um, The same, but not the same at all, actually. But so. very different. Very different, but sure. <laughs> um. Okay, so basically... Um, Atlantis was brought about, the first person to ever talk about it was the Greek philosopher Plato, which I'm hope, hoping everyone knows of. I do. So. Ish. I mean, okay, I, good. again, I know of, don't ask me in Yeah, That's like me with Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. I know of him. So anyway, Plato philosopher. Got it. Cool. Um, so one of his most famous stories was about Atlantis, and it's the cataclysmic destruction of the <laughs> ancient civilization of Atlantis. Um, and a lot of people think that it's just a myth, um, and they don't understand 
how that this story is the one that stood the test of time that's still repeated more than 2,300 years after he died. So they're like, out of all the things he could have talked about, why is this one thing still, you know, that's a good up in the point. air? Did he write so, it? Did, did Plato write it as fiction or did he write it as fact? Yes. Well, so he wrote it in his stories. Um, I have the names of them. I just can't pronounce them. So when I get there and you hear me struggle, <laughs> okay. you know, that's what I'm talking about. But um, so he basically, I was under the impression when I was doing these notes and stuff that he wrote it as fiction. Um, but basically in 360 BC, Plato told the story of Atlantis. Um, and he said the founders of Atlantis were actually half God and half human. Um, and they created this utopian civilization and became like a great naval power um, in the sea. Uh, their home was made up of coast-centric islands separated by wide moats and linked by a canal that penetrated to the center. Uh, these lush islands contained gold, silver, and other precious metals and supported an abundance of rare exotic wildlife. And there was a great capital city on the center of the island. So... Right off the bat, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but have you have you seen the movie Journey to the Center of the Earth? No. Okay, well, this is what I'm thinking of this whole time he's explaining it. Forget the movie Atlantis by Disney. That's not what I'm thinking of. <laughs> I'm thinking Journey to the Center of the Earth, craziness, it just, dinosaurs. It just sounds so yeah. nice. Like, I want to go there. Like, I want to, like, have, like, a pina colada and hang out here. Right. And Plato actually said that... um Atlantis existed 9,000 years before his own time and that its story had been passed down to him by poets, priests, and others. But, okay. um, it, but Plato's writings of Atlantis are actually the only known record of its, of its existence as a whole. So when did we develop like writing? You know, I'm going to go with, uh, around, 360 BC. Okay. I don't know. Actually. <laughs> Accurate. We're just going to go with that. It was yeah. that day uh, someone like made up written they, English. <laughs> yeah. The day Plato sat down with a rock and a stick and was like, I'm doing this. It was actually the first ever novel. The first ever thing to ever be written down. Right. <laughs> uh, exactly. So let's see here. Okay, so basically, uh, the legend of Atlantis is a story um, about a moral, spiritual people who lived in a highly advanced utopian civilization, and they became greedy, petty, and morally bankrupt, and the gods became angry because these people had essentially lost their way and turned to immoral pursuits, and as a punishment, the gods sent one terrible night of fire and earthquakes, and that is what caused Atlantis to sink into the sea. So, okay, that's kind of like the whole background of why it sank, what sank it, supposedly. Gotcha. Um, so some people believe that Plato created this story to kind of convey some of his philosophical theories. Um, this guy, I don't know his first name, but it, his last name's Rom, um, and he said. He was dealing with a number of issues, themes that run throughout his work, his ideas about divine versus human nature, ideal societies, and the gradual corruption of human society um, were all found in many of Plato's works, and Atlantis was a different vehicle to get at some of his favorite themes. So basically, this was just the catch-all. It does, and it sounds super b biblical. 
Like, almost. Yes, like, I agree. Like, it's supposed to be deep. Like, it feels like it's deep. No pun intended. Yes. No, but I get, I agree. <laughs> um, so, that was interesting. So, that's just a little background I wanted to touch on. Because I was like, we all know what Atlantis is. But some people, especially me, I didn't know how it was supposedly sank and what the legend was behind it. So, I was like, that's a, that's a good thing to, like, throw in there, right? Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, so now we're going to keep with the theme of orange, like origins of Atlantis before I hop into like the theories behind like what happened to it. Okay. Um, so, like I said, the story was first told in two of Plato's dialogues um, or stories written in 360 BC. This, they were called uh, Timaeus and Critias. So Spot we're going to go with that. On. Thank you. Thank you. Latin or whatever. Greek. Fluent. Whatever. Thank you. And Latin or Greek or whatever. Yes, (laughs) precisely. So, um, though today when we think of Atlantis is often conceived of like this peaceful utopia that we were just talking about, saying like you want to go and sit and drink a pina colada there, like Mm -hmm. um, the Atlantis that Plato described in his fable was actually very different. Um, in his book, Encyclopedia of Dubious Archaeology, professor of archaeology Ken Fetter notes that in Plato's story, Atlantis is not a place to be honored or emulated at all, and Atlantis is not the perfect society, and it's quite the contrary. Um, Atlantis is the embodiment of materially wealthy, technologically advanced, and military powerful nation that's become corrupted by its wealth, sophistication, and might. So, <laughs> the USA sometimes. <laughs> Got it. Gotcha. So what I'm hearing, we're just going to make it real life for a second. So it's just like up um, here, like they're not safe from evil just because they're underwater. Right. So, um, well, I think they'd be dead if they're <laughs> underwater. But when they were above water, no, okay. they were like us. They just fell to the, I guess, the seven deadly sins, if you will, um, which I guess are deadly if they if you sink because of died. them. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see here. Okay. So Atlantis is often referred to as the lost continent, um, which for a second is like, huh. When I hear lost continent, I just, not that it has anything to do with it, but I just go, uh, Pangea. Okay. Got it. (laughs) That one's not Um, lost. That one's broken. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's why I'm like, I think it's just the word continent at that point. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, despite its clear origin in fiction, many people over the centuries have claimed that there must be some truth behind the myths, speculating about where Atlantis could be found. Um, so, countless Atlantis quote-unquote experts have located the lost continent all around the world based on the same set of facts. Uh, candidates, each accompanied by its own peculiar sets of evidence and arguments, include the Atlantic Ocean, Antarctica, hmm. Bolivia, Turkey... Germany, Malta, and the Caribbean. Um, and then I thought this was interesting. Um, so I feel like I've already asked you this in one episode, but have you seen National Treasure? Duh, I've seen National Treasure. Okay, cool. So you know how they like follow a bunch of clues and riddles and stuff? Yeah. Okay, cool. So basically, Plato essentially was very crystal clear about where Atlantis was located. And this is what he said. Um, okay. So quote for the ocean, there was at that time navigable for in front of the mouth, which you Greeks call, as you say, the pillars of Hercules, 
There lay an island which was larger than Libya and Asia together. In other words, it lies in the Atlantic Ocean, beyond the Pillars of Hercules, i.e., the Straits of Gibraltar, girl, Gibraltar, Gibraltar, <laughs> sure, Straits of Gibraltar, at the mouth of the Mediterranean. Yet it has actually never been found in the Atlantic or anywhere. Wait, it's else. bigger than Asia. Is that what you said? It says, yes, Libya and Asia together. Okay. So you're telling me that's not Pangea? Yeah, that's okay. huge. That's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's ginormous. Yeah, okay. It's bigger than the Mediterranean. How is it supposed to be in the, okay, whatever. Right, right. Um, so some people believe that the most obvious sign that Atlantis is a myth is that there is no trace of it whatsoever and has never been found despite advances in oceanography and ocean floor mapping in past decades, which that's fair. Um, for nearly two millennia, readers could be forgiven for suspecting that the vast depths might somehow hide a sunken city or continent, though there remains much mystery at the bottom of the world's oceans. It is inconceivable that the world's oceanographers deep sea probes etc have missed this landmass larger than libya and asia combined we miss a lot though so. we don't know anything about the oceans we know more about outer space than we know about the oceans agreed isn't it like we've only discovered like two percent it's wild it's like i am kind of afraid of the, the ocean scares yeah. me yeah yeah it's scary you don't know what like prehistoric uh -huh. sharks are down there girl they made a whole movie about it it's called the men i watched Oh, it's so good. I know. Oh, I love movies like that. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, furthermore, plate tectonics demonstrate that Atlantis is impossible as the continents have drifted. The sea, the sea floor has actually spread over time, not contracted. Um, there would simply be no place for Atlantis to sink into. And as Ken Fetter, the archaeologist guy, uh, noted, the geology is clear that there could have been no large land surface that then sank in the area where Plato essentially says Atlantis is, a.k.a. in the Atlantic Ocean, at the Strait of Gilbatrar or whatever. <laughs> so, I'm not convinced. You know. We don't know about the oceans. We don't know what's down there. Not convinced. Right. So I'm seeing, like, both sides of each argument. Like, yeah, kind of sketchy, but, like, also, we don't know. I choose to really believe anything. that it's real. Listen, that's why the X-Files is out there. Like, I want to believe. That's their whole saying. Yeah. So, love that. Okay. So, now we're going to get into, like, the top six theories Ooh, about Atlantis. Okay. So, number one was that Atlantis was a mid-Atlantic continent. So, we've kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, the idea that Atlantis was an actual historical place and not just a legend invented by Plato uh, actually didn't surface until the late 19th century. So uh, in an 1882 book, Atlantis, the antediluvian world, the writer, why do these people have such crazy names? Okay. <laughs> the writer Ignatius, that I, I kid you not, that's his Ignatius. name. Ignatius. What a cute baby. I shall name him Ignatius. I know, it just flows, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Um, so the writer Ignatius Donnelly, argued that the accomplishments of the ancient world, such as language and agriculture, must have been handed down by an earlier advanced civilization as the ancients weren't sophisticated enough to develop these advances on their own. Assuming the Atlantic Ocean was only a few hundred feet deep, 
Donnelly described a continent flooded by shifting ocean waters that sank in the exact location that Plato said it did, a.k.a. in the Atlantic Ocean, just outside the Pillars of Hercules, um, or the two rocks that mark the entrance of the Straits of Gilbertar. So that gives me Anunnaki vibes. That is what I was literally about to say. Super Anunnaki vibes. It's all these things pointing to the fact that, like, they got too smart too quick. It's getting sketchy. Something's happening. If it's not the Anunnaki, it's Atlantis. Like, big Anunnaki vibes. I feel that. Um, I think theory number two you will enjoy. Mm. Um, So, number two is Atlantis was actually swallowed up by the Bermuda Triangle. What? Yes. So... Um, inspired by Ignatius, uh, many later writers expanded on his theories and added their own speculations as to where Atlantis may have been. Um, and one of these writers was Charles Berlitz, grandson of the founder of the well-known language schools um, and author of many books on paranormal phenomena. So in the 1970s, Berlitz claimed Atlantis was a real continent located off the Bahamas that had fallen victim to the notorious Bermuda Triangle a region of the Atlantic where a number of ships had supposedly disappeared under mysterious circumstances. Um, supporters of this theory point to the discovery of what looks like man-made walls and streets found off the coast of Bimini, although many scientists have evaluated these findings and just stated that these structures are um, natural beach rock formations. So, Do you have a picture of them? No, but I can send you one. Instagram it. Oh, yes. I'll add that. I feel like we have a lot of pictures you can put of Atlantis. Oh, for sure. It'll have to be a swipe. A swipe post. Hopefully it doesn't get taken down like my Titanic one did. (laughs) Black. (laughs) Fake news. (laughs) Um, Yeah, let's hope not. (laughs) Okay. So number three is that Atlantis was Antarctica, which I thought was interesting. Okay. Um, Like maybe it sank as in like... Hmm. Well, I don't know. So to me, it never said anything about sinking, which I thought was interesting. So it says that Atlantis was actually a much more temperate version of what is now Antarctica um, and is based on the work of Charles Hapgood, whose 1958 book, quote, Earth's Shifting Crest featured a forward, a forward word. I don't want you to think I'm like talking about like moving forward, like for F-O-R-E word. Gotcha. Like, yeah. Okay. So featured a foreword by Albert Einstein. So according to Hapgood, around 12,000 years ago, give or take a few, um, the Earth's crust shifted, displacing the continent that became Antarctica from a location much further north than it is today. Uh, This more temperate continent was home to an advanced civilization, but the sudden shift to its current frigid location doomed the civilization's inhabitants, the Atlanteans, if you will. And their magnificent city was buried under layers of ice. So I thought that I was interesting. I like that theory. So far, it's winning. Except I agree. I we learned the flat Earth theory that Atlantis is not real. So uh, true. explain that. That's true. <laughs> explain that, rounders. Your rounders. All right. Number four kind of bums me out, but okay. Theory four is that the story of Atlantis was mythical. Thank you. Next. Okay. Right. I don't even need to like go into that, honestly, <laughs> but I will for the sake of research. Okay, so this lame-ass theory <laughs> presumes 
Atlantis itself was fictional, but the story of its demise was actually inspired by an actual historic event. So I'll give it a little bit of credit there. Okay. Um, and this actual historical event is the breaching of the Bosporus by the Mediterranean Sea and subsequent flooding of the Black Sea. Um, and this happened around 5600 B.C. So at this time, the Black Sea was a freshwater lake, half of its current size, and the flooding actually, like, I don't even know, effed up its civilizations <laughs> around there, known to flourish. Geology um, Right, basically. Common sensed it and um, basically just said, F y'all. And hundreds of feet of seawater in a short period of time just, like, washed across the shores and the inhabitants of the region scattered and they spread tales of, like, how they basically were ran out by this water and may have led to thousands of years later to Plato's account of Atlantis because of the flooding waters, I guess you could say. Okay. So, kind of lame. I don't like that theory. But it's a little more believable now, but... Mm -mm. But, like, I don't like it. So. <laughs> but, no, next. Exactly. Um, number five is that Atlantis is actually the story of the Minoan civilization, which flourished in the Greek islands circa 2500 to 1600 BC. Okay. So that one's pretty, I'll give okay. it that. I'll give this one better than the other one. Um, but this is a more recent Atlantean theory concerning civilization, and it concerns the civilization that flourished on the Greek islands of Crete and Thera, which is now Santorini. Hmm. More than 4,000 years ago, and the Minoans, named for their legendary king Minos, um, was believed to be the Europe's first great civilization, and the Minoans built splendid palaces, constructed paved roads, and were the first Europeans to use written language. Oh, hey. A.K.A. Linear, yeah, Linear A. So, there you uh, go. 2500 to 1600 B.C. Around there's the an answer. <laughs> Look at that. Yay, we love we love research. Do we? <laughs> no. <laughs> it makes me lose hope. <laughs> sure. So at the height of their power, however, the Minoans suddenly disappeared from history, an enduring mystery that has fueled belief in a link between this great doomed civilization and Plato's Atlantis. Um, historians believe that around 1600 B.C., a massive earthquake shook the volcanic island um, of Thera, triggering an eruption that spewed 10 million tons of rock, ash, and gas into the atmosphere. Um, following that, tsunamis came in and were large enough to wipe out Minoan cities throughout the region, and it, it was a devastation that may have made the Minoans vulnerable to any invaders from the Greek mainland. Hmm. So that's that theory. I like Which that theory. I, I, I can see that. Yeah, I like that one, too. I mean, it's pretty believable. I feel like that's a pretty solid backbone-ish. Yeah, um, yeah, kind of. Uh, and then Theory 6, which is also trash, like Theory 4, in my opinion, is that Atlantis did not exist at all, and Plato invented it. So, no. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> It says, most historians and scientists throughout history have come to the conclusion that Plato's account of the lost kingdom of Atlantis was nothing but fiction. Um, according to this argument, the Greek philosopher invented Atlantis as his vision of an ideal civilization and intended the story of its demise to be a cautionary tale of the gods punishing humans. Um, there is no record, written records at least, 
of Atlantis existent outside of Plato's dialogues, which were the ones I butchered earlier trying to pronounce, um, including any of the numerous other texts that survived from ancient Greece. So any of the other writings that did survive ancient Greece do not have any account of Atlantis other than Plato's two dialogues. Um, Furthermore, like we said, despite the modern advances in oceanography and ocean floor mapping, no trace of such a sunken civilization has ever been found. But to be fair, like we said, there is a crap ton we do not know about the ocean. So in a nutshell, that is Atlantis. There is a lot of he said, she said speculation, as with anything on this podcast. But this is one of the ones that have the least amount of, I don't want to say encounters, but you've never met someone who's seen Atlantis, I should True, say. True, because no one's been, like, it's somewhere that humans can't get to. Right. Um, and the only humans that could get to it are dead. True. <laughs> so. I don't know. I don't know how to feel tragic. about this one. I feel like I wouldn't be shocked if they found it. Well, like, all the pictures you see when you look up Atlantis, like the stereotypical pictures, I 100% believe that that could still be intact somewhere on the ocean yeah. floor. Like, 100%. It gives me straight-up Little Mermaid vibes. Yeah, because, like, say, like, you build this huge, like, not coliseum, but, like, I don't know, a place. Like, an ancient place. A Parthenon. If they can live up here long enough. Like, those things have existed for so many years. Like, the pyramids. Like, imagine, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That could totally still be underwater and just, like, be a ruin that somehow ended up underwater. Right. So... I, I like to think, I think the most solid theories, in my opinion, are the Minoan theory. That was like theory number five. And I liked the Antarctica I theory. I like the Antarctica theory um, a lot. Because honestly, there's so much we've learned that have been encompassed in ice for so long that we're just now learning about. So it's very possible that that actually and happened. And same with like the underwater thing. We can't get to Atlanta or we can't get to Antarctica to check it out. You know, like we can't. Right. Exactly. We're not just going to go digging. Like if we're out there. We're cold. We don't want to be near the water. Wasn't well, that the <laughs> so, opening scene of um, National Treasure? They went to Antarctica to go digging? Yes, they were somewhere. I want to say it was Antarctica, but wherever it was, it was a block yes. of ice. So, <laughs> that yeah. was one of my car movies. When we lived in Europe, we would drive every weekend, like, at least 10 hours a weekend. Like, we drove all over the place. And we had, like, three movies in the car, and National Treasure was one of the three that we had on repeat. I literally just watched it for the first time the other day because Philip made me watch it because I've never yeah. seen it. Hello? And he made me watch. To go what? watch Mamma Mia. <laughs> okay, well, fair. I'll do that. I'll do that. He made me watch the first National Treasure. And then he was like, okay, now you need to watch the second one and tell me which one you like better. And I was like, uh, duh, obviously the first yeah, one. Slow it down. <laughs> like the second one was not that good in my opinion. I don't remember the order because I didn't watch them in order. We just had like all of them and like we'd be like, okay, I guess – the second one, the second one is the one where they go to Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah. And then the first one, they steal the Declaration of Independence. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Way cooler. Way more badass. I Did think. you ever watch the, uh, it came out like thinking it was like a National Treasure 3. And it was the one where Nicolas Cage like adopts a girl who can see the future where everyone dies. What? Scariest movie. It's not actually related to National Treasure, but like the timing that it came out was like a year after National Treasure 3. National Treasure 2, and it was advertised kind of the same way, so I went to the theater to watch it. I still get... I was so young when I watched it that I still get nightmares. I was so afraid. What's it's it called, called Knowing. 
knowing. Oh, I'll have to look it's into that. It's not even I that didn't scary. Know that was a movie. It's not even that scary. <laughs> but like to a 13-year-old expecting national treasure, I was literally crying in the theater. I was so scared. <laughs> okay. okay, fair. When you think they're just going to solve another national mystery and it's just a bunch of dead people. Yeah. yeah that's Apparently kinda... it wasn't us. Like we weren't the only ones. Like everyone who else thought, thought that they were going to go watch the same type of movie as National Treasure. And like other people were like, we took our kids out of there. And my mom's like, they asked to come here. I don't know. well to be fair they didn't name it you know national treasure true true (laughs) i guess that's a good point we should have done our own research but we didn't but we live in we live so yeah well that's atlantis believe what you want but um 10 out of 10 yeah i think there is something out there i believe it that needs to be uncovered i like it good job Thank you. Now let me hear all this goodness you have planned for us yes. today because I'm, I'm so excited. Wait, give me 30 seconds. I am going to go get a LaCroix because I'm really thirsty. <laughs> we are all back. right. Elevator music. Okay, I'm back. Okay, I got good. milk instead. Oh, that's quite I the switch I could LaCroix. I'm not at my own house. <laughs> so I got milk. <laughs> Okay, so today I am covering Bryce Las Pisa. Okay, so I'm really glad you're covering this because you're going to hate me. I know nothing about it. Do you know anything about it? Like, do you know, like, it's a missing person case. You know that? I know it's a missing persons case, but I know nothing about the case. I am obsessed with this case. Like, I have done everything. Like, I want to find this kid. Listen, I know you're obsessed with this because that was in the TikTok that we met through. And I was just like. This is one of the originals. I'm I'm excited. I'm so excited. These notes are 14 pages long, um, and I tried to keep it brief. It's going to be good. I'm so excited. Okay, so just a quick... This might be a two-parter. I hope not. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it done. No, 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 no. It might be a two-parter in case you actually do find Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it about where I think he is and why I don't think we're going to find him. Oh, bummer. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Okay. So just a quick overview, if you don't know anything about Bryce Laspisa, which apparently you don't. Um, he was a 19-year-old college kid when he went missing, just seemingly off the face of the earth, Some after some really weird behavior in 2013. He was just gone all of a sudden, and one day he was at college, and the next day we can't find him. Two mini okay. disclaimers. Um, all the accounts that I'm going to talk about are one-on-one interactions. So like, I'm taking what these people said as fact, but... You know how, like, one-on-one witness testimony is perfect all the time. So we're just right. pretending that everything right. we hear from these one-on-one encounters is how they happened. Also, okay. the timeline is a little bit off, uh, like, plus or minus an hour in most directions. Like, if I say, oh, he was in his car at 9 a.m., it might have been 8 or 10, just because, like, it's hard to, again, witness testimony. Okay. But gotcha. if, if you're like, these hours don't add up, it's a generalization. Don't worry oh, about it. Mind your business. <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. Bryce was born April 30th, 1994 to Mike and Karen Laspisa in Naperville, Illinois. He went to Kingston Elementary and the Naperville Central High School, which, fun fact, is where I would have gone to high school also. So I would have gone to high school with this kid had we stayed in Naperville. Ooh, that's like surreal. I know, it's like the same, it's not a small town, but like the same town. Like I've probably like interacted with this kid like at the grocery store or something. I don't know, we were probably together. Which that's so weird. I know. Okay. Which I saw that. Well, okay. I only found that out because I was listening to another podcast and they kept calling it Napperville, and I was like, "No, that's wrong." <laughs> he was a totally normal kid in high school. He was an only child, so he had lots of friends, lots of love from his family. 
Everyone who knew him was his friend. He was on the football team, so he was athletic. He was adorable. He had red hair and a huge smile and a huge uh, bull zodiac tattoo on his shoulder. Oh, so he was just okay. a cute kid. Like I look, I've seen pictures of him. He's just a normal dude. In high school, he was known to have a little bit of fun, like partying and all that kind of stuff. Um, nothing to be too mm-hmm. concerned about. His father even said he knew of some of the trouble that all the kids got into, but every kid like drinks a little bit in high school. Mike, his father, said it was nothing right. of any concern. There's rumors that he was that he had a weed violation, like a drug infraction in high school for having some weed and selling some. I couldn't find out mm-hmm. if that's true or not. But again, like, okay, like it happens. It's not great, but it's not too out of the ordinary. Not, not good, good, not, not great, great but it. it's not, you know, you can still move on with your life afterwards. Right. He graduated high school at the same time his parents retired, and the whole family packed up and moved to California. His parents moved to Laguna Niguel in Orange County, and Bryce picked a community college to study art and design seven hours away in Sierra College. It's almost straight north in Cali. So they packed up, he picked a college, and they're just going to do that. People are like, why would he move seven hours away? I don't know the answer to that. Kids just need to get away sometimes. I'm guessing especially. That's not like unheard of. It's not unheard of. A lot of people were like, how, why would he move so far? And I'm like, people move farther than that all the time. Literally every year, every day. His (laughs) freshman year seemed to go really well. He made a best friend named Sean. He met a girlfriend who he loved a lot named Kim Sly. He did well in his classes and he was thriving. There were rumors that he drank his freshman year, but like, okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Same. Like we all did. Yeah. He spent the summer uneventfully living with his parents in Laguna Niguel, and he went back for a second year. And that's where the story really starts. He had been back to school at Sierra College for about two weeks when, on August 26, 2013, he spoke to his mom. He said that things were going well, and he liked his classes for the semester. He took a selfie with a new FIFA video game in front of his prized Xbox, and he just seemed really happy. On August 27th, Kim Sly, which is his girlfriend remembers a weird shift in his behavior. He was supposedly totally enamored with her, and he texted her out of the blue and said, I think you would be better off without me. She said, are you sure? And he said yes. Uh, During the same time, his roommate slash best friend, Sean, actually called his mom and said that Bryce was acting really strangely and not like himself. He said that they had taken Vyvanse that wasn't prescribed to him. They both had took Vyvanse, which is like an ADHD drug, it's mm-hmm. like an amphetamine. It like really just hypes you up. People I knew in college did it all the time to stay up all night and study and play video games and stuff. Um, and they also right. said he was drinking two bottles of hard liquor a weekend. So I just can't imagine hmm. how much your new roommate has to be acting out for you to call their mom and say, we did drugs, but I'm really concerned about your son doing drugs, you know? Right. Like he's going through it. He's yeah, going through so it. So if they're <laughs> concerned enough to reach out to a 19-year-old boy's mother, I just don't know like what could – like. I don't know what could have been going on, like something bad. Right. Yeah, I agree. The next day on August 28th, Bryce went to his classes and then in the evening drove an hour to see Kim to break up with her in person. Kim called Karen, Bryce's mom, and said that she didn't think Bryce was safe to drive and he was acting strange and she was really worried about him. She said it had nothing to do with the breakup. She was heartbroken, but this was like straight out of concern for Bryce. Bryce talks to his mom and says that she's just mad because he broke up with her and won't give her the keys. He says, I just want to go home. Karen says to Kim, okay, fine, just let him go home. So she gives him the keys and he leaves. Karen says to Bryce um, before he hangs up that 
he should drive up the next day to, or that she should fly up the next day to talk to him. He says, no, don't make any res airline reservations until I talk to you. I have a lot to talk to you about. Karen says, okay. She assumes her son starts driving home back to his college and she goes to bed. August 29th okay. at 1 a.m., Karen's phone rings. She doesn't answer and thinks nothing of it. Your phone rings at 1 a.m., you're not going to answer. Later, we'll see that call is from Bryce from a desolate area near Rockland. Ooh. Yes. That's it's spooky. It's going to get okay. so weird. Oh, August 30th. Go on. The Lapisas get a call from roadside assistance. So this is the morning after he broke up with his girlfriend. The Lapisas get a call from roadside assistance on Bryce's car. After not being able to get in touch with Bryce, the family called Sean, the roommate, and said, we just got a call on his car. Is he okay? Did he break down? What's going on? And Sean said, I don't know. Bryce didn't come home last night. So freak hmm. the parents okay. freaking out. Um, Bryce must have had some kind of shared credit card with his parents, and they logged in and saw that he had used it to pay for three gallons of gas in a town called Buttonwillow, California. Uh, what's Buttonwillow like? There is nothing there. It's just a truck stop and a road, like those towns that you drive through. I mean, its name is literally Buttonwillow, so I expect nothing Yeah, no, less. she empty. Like, there's no reason for you to be in Buttonwillow unless you're driving through. Buttonwillow is where we meet the hero of the story, and his name is Christian. And uh, some info about Christian that I know is that he works at Castro Tire and Truck in Buttonwillow, and he helps Bryce with his car. Uh, but here's what I assume about Christian, that he is a dad with multiple pretty daughters, and he takes care of children very well. He's a great man, and he's a saint and 100% perfect. <laughs> I actually went on Yelp. I went on Buttonwillow Castro and Tire Yelp to try to find information about this guy, and I couldn't. So I don't know if he still works there, but Christian, you did good. So about Christian. <laughs> so oh, the parent, yay, Christian. Christian. Uh, the parents call the Castro and Tire Truck where the place where uh, Bryce got the gas from. And Christian says, yeah, I saw your kid. I gave him gas. And he was like, oh my gosh, is he okay? And Christian was like, yeah, he was fine. His eyes were kind of red, but he just got the gas and was on his way. Mm -hmm. uh, they looked up where Button Willow is. It was in the middle of his college in their house about halfway. Uh, so he must've been on his way home, right? But the timelines still Dude. don't add up. If he had been at Kim's house the night before until about 10 o'clock, and Buttonwillow was three hours away. Why did he not need roadside assistance until nine? What was he doing for those unaccounted for eight hours? So yeah. not they're not sure why. They were like, okay, he must be on his way home. Let's wait for him. Hours passed, no contact from him. They couldn't get in touch. He wasn't home. They didn't know where this kid was. So they called Christian, not quite sure what else to do. And they were like, we still can't find him. So Christian's like, okay, let me go back to where I gave him some gas and check on him. At 12.30, Christian finds Bryce's car. It had not moved since 9 a.m. where he had gotten gas. Surprised, he was still in there. He was just sitting in his car. Oh, so he yeah, was, was there. Like he was alive. there. He was chilling. Oh, weird. Okay. Christian's asked Bryce if he's okay. Bryce said he was fine, but again, he looked a little bit tired. He hadn't slept at this point in, two, in a day. In a day, so I don't understand Christian hands Bryce the phone. Karen says, hey, Bryce, what's up, bud? What, what you doing? And Bryce just says, right. nothing. <laughs> Clearly, like he's just sitting in his car. I don't understand. Karen's like, okay, go get some gas, get a drink, and then come home. Uh, if he had done that, he should have arrived home about 3 p.m. He did not. It wasn't until 9 p.m. that evening, with no contact from Bryce, that his parents called the police and issued a missing persons on him. 
Surprisingly quickly after that, using the help of AT&T's emergency ping service, the police contacted Bryce's parents again. They were like, we found him. He's in a small town called Buttonwillow. Oh, but this, so he hasn't moved then? Well, again? the police drove out there to find him, <laughs> and they found him eight miles away from where Christian had given him gas. Still just... Okay, but like, did they find him like a physical yep, human being? Yep, he was being. sitting in his car. Uh, yep. Okay. The police knock on the window and they're like, hey, Bryce, what's, you okay, buddy? What you doing? And he's like, I'm just blowing off some steam. Oh, okay. The police were like, okay, but like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. The police asked if they could search his car and Bryce consented. They found nothing out of the ordinary. They didn't find drugs, alcohol, nothing. And they didn't, they had no right to search his car without consent. So like if he had said no, they had to have just left. So clearly he was like, yeah, search my car. You yeah. know, I'm not hiding anything. Mm -hmm. The police officers asked if they could do a sobriety test. Again, they can't do it without his permission. He said, sure. And he right. passed. There was nothing in his system. Nothing at all. He was totally sober. The cops told Bryce that his parents were really worried about him, that he was listed as a missing person. They said, how about you call your mom and tell your family that you're okay? Bryce was like, mm, I don't, I don't want to do that. And they're like, you should. <laughs> it's a no from me. It's a no from me, dog. And, it, and he's like, the cops are like, you really should. Like, we can't make you do anything, but you really, you really should. And so he's like, mm, I guess, but will you dial the number for me? So the cop did dial mm -hmm. his mom's number for him and then handed him the phone. Karen asked Bryce, you good bro? Like, what are you doing? Are you okay? Basically. And he just said, just putting my stuff back in the car. I might go see some friends later. Karen was like, okay, okay, cool. Come home. This was about 10 PM when the police left. Um, so they expect he's coming home. Bryce is like, okay, coming home. They're expecting him by about midnight. After the police left, Christian called Karen. He was returning a missed call earlier from her. So Christian had gotten a missed call through all this from Karen, and he called her back. She thanked him for all the help and that Bryce talked to police eight miles from where he had gotten gas. Christian offered to check on Bryce again, but his mom's like, oh, no, he's long on his way home now. He's probably halfway home. He won't be there anymore. Gotcha. Well, okay. Christian... 20 minutes later, called Karen again. He said he didn't feel good about not checking up on Bryce one more time. He drove out there to where they said he had met the police, and there he was, sitting in his car. Uh, yep. Okay. It's not really yet. Christian here, went over to Bryce, and they were like, I'm, he was like, I'm going to help you get on the highway going south. Like, I'm going to drive behind you. Is that okay? Like, your mom wants me to get you on the road. And Bryce is like, okay. So he hops on the I-5 going south, and Christian's behind him. Christian, after about 20 or 30 minutes, says, all right, he's on his way home. I drove him out to the highway. He'll be there soon. Um, at around 11 or 12 p.m., his credit card was used to buy a drink at a gas station near Buttonwillow. He also got $39 worth of gas. So it seems like he's heading home. Through the next couple of hours, there was regular phone calls between Bryce and his parents. Um, they kept asking him to describe road signs and landmarks, but he kept saying, it's too dark. I can't see. I don't know where I am, but my navigator says I'll be home at 325. And I don't know how many calls, okay. but there were regular calls and everyone was, it's too dark. I can't see 325. His parents were like, oh, so it like never changed. Yeah, that's sketchy to me, but I guess, but he was like 325. I'll be home. Yeah. At 208, Bryce talked to his mom and said, I'm so tired. I have next to a nice residential area. I'm going to pull over and take a nap in the car. He had been awake at two day, for two days at this point. 
Okay, so fair. Yeah. I would Karen, understand. Karen, like, the mom is like, you've been awake for two days, so okay, be safe. Like, I want to see you home, but, like, take a nap in your car and then drive home. And he's like, okay. But that's the last time anyone would ever hear from Bryce. Oh. Yep. Six minutes after telling his mom he was going to sleep in his car, he was photographed going up a desolate road to a cell tower near Castaic Lake. The road was for workers who worked on the cell tower, and they took pics of each car that went up there to avoid crime. So it was just like a work road that goes up to a lake. No reason right. to be up there. Like a no trespass zone Yeah, almost? probably. There's probably no trespassing sign. Okay. Two hours later, around 4.30 a.m., his car was photographed again going up the same road. Both photos were blurry, but there was only one person in the car each time, and both times it was assumed to be Bryce. At 5.30 a.m., his car was found on its side after crashing from driving off a 25-foot drop. The car had accelerated as it drove over the cliff. This escalated quite quickly. Mm -hmm. It's going to escalate some more. <laughs> Love it. Okay. At 8 a.m., police officers knocked on the list piece of door. Excited that it was probably Bryce, his parents were not happy to open the door to a police officer. They were informed that the car was found, but Bryce was nowhere. The car had drops of blood in it, and the back window had been kicked out from the inside. All of Bryce's things were still in the car, but with a duffel bag outside. The duffel bag was unzipped, wondering if he had taken something out. Um, they also found that mm -hmm. the car did have his parents' address typed into the navigator. So maybe he wasn't lying about that. Maybe not. Something I did forget to mention is when you drive over the 25-foot embankment, it looks like you're driving straight into the lake. So it looks like you'll go over and just crash into the lake. But there's like a ledge that you hit, and that's the ledge that he hit. So you think it might have been like a suicide That's what thing? people are thinking, that maybe he went into the lake to die by suicide. But we'll get to the theories. Hmm. But I think it's important to know that okay. it looks like you're about to drive into a lake. Immediately, Noted. the search for Bryce began. They used divers to search the lake, helicopters, policemen, and volunteers. The search started about three hours after they found the car. So that's about one hour after he was last seen. So he couldn't have gotten far, right? You would think. think. They okay. searched every inch of that forest, from the air, from the lake, from volunteers, from everything. On the ninth day of the search, they brought in two separate dogs on two separate days, and they tracked his scent to a truck stop where it stopped. The truck stop was quite a trek from the car, but not, like, crazy long. And then both dogs lost the scent at the truck stop, thinking maybe he got in to a truck somewhere. Mm -hmm. During the search, a jogger reported a wildfire in the woods near where the car was found. They discovered that what was on fire was a human body. Oh, they also okay. quickly discovered that this was not Bryce. It was a 35-year-old Los Angeles man who had, quote, been riddled with bullets and then set ablaze. So, oh, poor guy. Casual. Okay. He's not Bryce, so he's not who we're going to talk about right now. So, yay. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, it later came out that Bryce told his roommate, quote, I love you, bro. Seriously. You're the best pe person I ever met, and you saved my soul. Sean didn't think this was super out of the ordinary, but he did say, oh, you're acting kind of... He did think Sean... Or he didn't think Bryce was acting weird, for sure. But Sean said that he thought Bryce was out finding himself and would be back by Labor Day. Okay. So let's talk about his parents for a second. Honey, what was you doing? Like... Your son is having a mental breakdown in Buttonwillow. Why don't you get in your car and go up there? My thoughts exactly. Like, obviously, they weren't too bothered. Yeah, that's what I... Um, also, you might touch on this later, but does he have, like, any history of, like, mental illness, like schizophrenia or anything? No, but that's also a thought that, like, since that does happen in boys about that age, maybe he was having an onset of schizophrenia. 
but there's Mm -hmm. no mental illness like that in his family. It's also thought that the drugs brought on almost like a schizophrenic like state, like drug psychosis that could have added to it. But it gets, even that doesn't explain everything. Okay. Um, during the search, Mike, the dad's car was broken into and the father goes, it's so tragic. Imagine having a missing, a missing child. And on top of that, have your vehicle broken into. So it's like, okay, shouldn't you? Those are like two way different things. As someone who used to have my car broken into all the time, like living in Amsterdam, they just go through that. Let me tell you, it's not that bad. Like you're going to be fine. (laughs) It's the son missing thing you should focus on. I was about to say, uh, child missing car broken you got a pack of gum stolen out of your glove compartment yeah like so it just felt weird that that was something he decided to say to the media i don't know i was his behavior like this normal had he done this before why were his parents like did they have it what did they have an excuse as to why they didn't go look for him no i don't understand both parents were there they just don't say anything about not having a car there was no child at home to look after. They were just both sitting at home nervous. And I'm like, why doesn't one of you get in the car and drive to Buttonwillow and pick him up? Or why don't you and look it up? Or yeah. Why don't you tell the police, watch him for me. I'll be there in two hours. Right. Well, why don't you say apprehend him? Whatever you but, have yeah, to do. I mean, they couldn't apprehend him if they wanted to. He doesn't do anything wrong. That's true. He did pass the sobriety mm-hmm. test and there was nothing in his car. He's a 19-year-old so. man. He doesn't have to go home, but... I don't, I don't know why he wouldn't want to. It kind of seems like that's where he was going anyway. Yeah. Well, on top of that, that's it. That's, there's no trace of him after that. No one's ever found him. No one's found any evidence of where he's gone. He's never logged into any accounts. He's never used any identification. Um, he's never gotten money out of anything. He's just gone. Vanished. Uh, he's in the missing person. Hmm. Uh, database they check every body for like dental records not bryce so we don't know where he is that's spooky yeah. um because you would think at least i mean unless you find just a head that like his body would be easily identifiable with that zodiac mm-hmm. exactly even with just the head dental records really really bright hair right. with a huge smile you'd think you'd be like mm, i can identify this man but no yeah. he's just gone and i have some theories Okay, let me hear. Okay. Do you have any theories first before I get started? Um, I just hope that one of them is aliens. It is. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. It's what I like to hear. Um, I think that what will crack the case is what he needed to tell his parents. So whatever he said to his mom that I have a lot to talk to you about, I think that will answer our question. True. Also, I wonder what the one o'clock in the morning call was going to yeah, be about. Yeah, I do too. No one knows because it was a missed call and it was from Bryce to his mom. It could have been like, hey, I'm on my way home. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you should have been sleeping, mom. Okay, it was 1 a.m. I, I yeah. don't blame you. Some ideas <laughs> that I think he might have wanted to tell his parents are, hey, mom, I'm addicted to drugs, okay. which I get why you'd be driving home so slowly because you're worried about it. Uh, maybe it was, hey, mom, I want to quit school. Apparently he wasn't he was still finding himself like academically. He went to a community college. Maybe it's not exactly what he wanted to do. Yeah. It could have been I'm gay because he broke up with his girlfriend, you know? That's true. That's a possibility. And I understand. And he was like scared. Yeah, and I understand like being scared to like come out to your parents, but they right. say they have like a close loving relationship. They could talk about anything. So these things feel like if their relationship was really as close as they say, how hard could these things be? 
I feel like it would be a lot scarier to tell them, hey, I'm addicted to drugs instead of I like boys. Yeah, exactly. So, but that's my, that's just my two cents. I that's know my nothing, opinion. But never had to tell my parents I'm addicted to drugs, though. That might be scary. Yeah. Um, the last guess true. is maybe he's like finds out that he's struggling with a mental illness and he really wants to tell his parents and be like, I think I have schizophrenia. I think I have, I don't know, something, depression. But -hmm. according to his mom, she has no idea what he could have wanted to talk to her about. She literally can't think of anything. And I'm like, well, his roommate did call you and say he was doing drugs, but no idea what could have been up with your kid. Okay. But I mean, yeah, maybe he wanted to talk to his mom about like what was causing or making him feel like he needed to do drugs. Like maybe that was his escape, quote unquote. I don't know. Yeah. And two bottles of hard liquor. Like, that's crazy to me. That's hard. Yeah, like, I can down yeah. a bottle of wine in a night, but that's not anywhere. That's about four shots of alcohol. And then, down, yeah. like, I don't, can't even imagine. Um, okay, so here's the mm-hmm. theories. Obviously, suicide. He gave away his possessions, including a pair of diamond earrings to Sean. He texted Sean that little goodbye note. He broke up with his girlfriend. The car crash... And he did, and he didn't, didn't he say like you'd be better off yep, without me? Which is something that they say okay. when you know it could have been brought on by like that drug psychosis or even mental illness that's just starting to come out because it happened so fast. His freshman year was so perfect, and then so quickly it turned around. Mm-hmm. Maybe the car crash had been to try to go into the lake. It was a suicide attempt. It wasn't successful, so he wandered into the lake or the surrounding forest, the surrounding forest, and completed suicide. Reasons to believe this, kind of all of the things kind of point to suicide. Maybe he drove up that uh, that road twice to find a place to do it. Maybe he was trying to get, build up confidence sitting in Button Willow, all those things. Oh, well, that's true. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, him sitting in his car, a lot of people tend to do that. I yeah. hear at least like sit in their car and try talk- to like make sure this is like what they're yeah, going to do. Talk themselves into it or out of it. Reasons. Not to believe that he committed suicide. Where is he then? Like we talked about last week, when you want to die, you don't just lay down and die. Like, where is the kid? And they went through his car. It's not like he had a gun. It's not like he had pills. You don't just... Okay, but see, I feel like drowning yourself is very hard. Yeah, it is. And also, he, you know, like if he were to walk in the lake, you're telling me that People couldn't have found his body anywhere in that yeah, lake. Yeah, he's not in the lake. The divers combed every inch of that lake. He is not in that lake. So that doesn't he's not add in up. the lake. He's not in the woods. So yeah, it doesn't add up. Like if he is dead, where is he? So that's the reason I don't really believe suicide. I, it might have been an attempt, and it might have changed his mind, which we'll get to later. But I don't think he died in the woods. Okay. Uh, the other part is he did try to complete suicide, and he survived the crash. Um, so he wandered to a truck stop. He was pick up, picked up by a trucker, and he could have died anywhere in the country and has never been found. Um, so maybe he did get murdered later, and that was just an unfortunate addition to what was going on. Yeah. Um, just kind of like a collateral damage yeah. type thing. And I don't know how much I believe this. Like, I don't know. It could be that would explain why no one's found him. But again, no one's found him, and you'd have to believe that both these things happened, and that'd be a pretty bad day for that kid. Are we back? And we're back. And we're back. Okay, it doesn't say that I'm back, but I'm going to trust you. 
Let's hope, because it says on my end, we're good to go. We have 89 more minutes before you're full again, before your storage is I full know, again. Before I need to just do a cleanse on my laptop. For okay, sure. I'm almost done. But for the listeners, we just got cut off because we talked too much. Yeah, it's fine, truly. <laughs> I just okay. need to delete some selfies, apparently, according to Ringer. No, those are so great. You got to keep those. You got to frame them and Thank hang you. them on your walls. I'm a photo hoarder. It happens. I'm sorry. Put them on Snapfish. What is that? You don't have that? No. It's like an online photo album that you can just like put like put everything that you have on your phone on Snapfish. Huh. I'll have to look into that. I use it because my phone gets so full. Okay. I feel that. So back to the theory that the crash had been either intentional or not, and he had wandered to a truck stop. He was picked up by a trucker. He could have died anywhere in the country and never been found. Mm-hmm. They haven't found him, though. So, like, where is he if he was a murder victim? I know there's a lot of murder victims that haven't been found, but it's not very likely that he was both acting super strange, tried to kill himself, and then got killed. Like, seems a little too perfect. Right. The drug tension issues. Maybe there was some drug wars going on. Maybe where he got, wherever he got the Vivans was somewhere sketchy. Maybe that's why he was acting weird, uh, because someone was after him and then he was murdered for drugs. Again, I don't. So I don't think that's how that works. Like I have a lot of friends in college who took Vivans. It's not like a super off the wall drug to get. It's pretty easy. It's not like heroin or meth or no. One time I was in the bathroom like at a party and there was literally just like a bottle of Vivans sitting there, and I was like, "This is gonna get stolen, isn't it?" Casual. Yeah. So like I didn't do any of that stuff, but I had a bunch of friends who did, and it's not hard to acquire Vivans. Like it's not enough to like get killed by a cartel. Oh, yeah. So maybe he's alive, but he chose to walk away from his life. It's the same evidence as suicide. When he went to the truck stop, he is now living as someone else. He didn't want to die, but he wanted his whole life to just go away. He wanted a fresh start. Um, He wanted to say goodbye to everything he had and just disappear. So like frame his own death. Yeah. And just start again. Amnesia. Bryce's parents believe this one. They believe that if he is alive, he does not know who he is. That's fair. It can happen. Like maybe in the car crash, he got a head injury or drugs left him confused. Uh, He wandered through the woods. He found the truck stop. And now he's living among the homeless population in L.A. And he doesn't know who he is. That's a pretty Hmm. big theory because there's so many homeless people in L.A. Like what if he did did end up there but people are looking for him whenever they see a guy who kind of looks like bryce who is homeless in la they ask if they can see his shoulder and they always say sure (laughs) none of them yeah what are they gonna do what no give me a dollar (laughs) i don't know but they all show their shoulder and so far none of them are bryce drugs this one does make a lot of sense like why he would be sitting in button willow for so long people on reddit say that it makes total sense that he had been sitting in his car waiting for drugs if he was if he made plans with a dealer to pick up some drugs, it makes sense that he would sit in the same place and do nothing for hours waiting for the yeah. drug to go by. Um, that would also explain why he was, quote unquote, maybe getting, like maybe meeting up with some friends later to do the drugs. Mm, yeah. Again, I don't know about that. Uh, here's the third party one. Maybe he's not the one who crashed his car. Maybe it was someone up there. Waiting to get the car. It was never confirmed to be Bryce either time. There was only one passenger. So maybe he got out of the car and then the guy with the car was like, well, what should I do? Should I crash it? There is no evidence for this, but you know, it could be, you know, like common sense here. They always say like, look for common sense. That's probably what happened. Common sense answers none of my questions with this case. (laughs) Got it. 
Um, aliens. They Obviously. abducted him. They made him act weird. They took his brain and they were Listen, editing it. <laughs> that's it. That is key right there. Say less. He should have wore a tinfoil hat. Yeah. That's all you got to say. Maybe they abducted his brain to study it and he was just sitting in his car in Button Willow. Body unused. Light on nobody home. Chilling. Chilling. Yep. What are you doing? Nothing. And they staged his like thing. Yeah. Yeah. Staged his Maybe that's why stuff. they just haven't found him. Here's in space. Got it. Here's my theory. And okay. I lay it on me. I am 99% sure this is what happened. I think so. This you're, you say this with your chest. Yes. Is what I'm this hearing. out of all okay. of them, I think is the most likely. I think that we found him. I think that the police know where he is. I think maybe even his parents know that he's okay, but he's voluntarily missing. I think he doesn't want to be found. I think he wanted a fresh start. He's an adult. They don't have to return him to his parents. Maybe there was a lot more that we don't know about that was mm-hmm. going on between him and his parents. I don't think he wants to come back. And I like kind of like to think he's like out there just living his life as someone else. See, but that's not as cool as Alien. That's true. But but like fair, like that's probably pretty realistic. Yeah, I think that's what's happening. I think we do like I think we do know where he is. I just don't think like we know who where he is, you know? Right. Someone knows where he is. Yeah, I think but we do not. Yeah. Like even if his parents know, would they say it? Apparently there's like a lot of like again, this is Reddit, but apparently they're really careful about their image. They wanna come off as like really good parents and like they probably are, but you know, it's fun to speculate. That there is more going on. Uh, But because of that, I'm not going to post a picture of him because I don't think he wants to be found. There are a lot of pictures online. I'll post a picture of the car that flipped over because I'm shocked he survived that, to be honest. I literally looked him up because I did not know what he looked like. And I don't know what I thought he would look like, but that was not it. But yes, Kel is right. There's so many pictures on Google. If you're interested, you can Google it. Bryce, if you're listening, we love you. Send us a DM on Instagram. Speaking of, um, I don't know if you saw them, but <laughs> I had two people today reach out and tell me that the word we were looking for was squib. Squib. For Harry Potter. Squib. Okay, we just have to make mistakes and people will reach out to us. They were like, you obviously don't know your Harry Potter. And I was like, you're right, Lauren. I don't know if I've ever heard of a squib. Wait, wait, <laughs> ever. we called it a squab, didn't we? dead ass called it a squab <laughs> or a squab we were really close we got the squa part the squab. yeah so <laughs> i got that oh and if you haven't already i was told by one of our listeners shout out to zach um that he sent in a story to our email he did i checked it today i didn't see it the last one i saw was oh. hashtag mamaw yeah. loves it when's episode two coming out Hashtag Mama loves it. The only email we care about, truly. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Well, he DM'd us and said he was going to send in a story. Um, So if he hasn't already, he probably is going to. But he sent in one and said he would provide like a picture of whatever he's talking about if we wanted it. And I was like, yes, we do. We want that so much. So everyone hop on the bandwagon, send us some stuff in. Obviously, y'all were offended by our squab, squab, squib mistake, but. What's another Harry Potter one that we can mess up? What was the, what was the old, um, wizard's name? Harry? The old one with the white beard? That was Harry, right? Anyway, DM us if we're wrong. <laughs> DM us. <laughs> Common mistake. Yeah, it's totally. Yeah. Well, my friend texted me and she was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's only like one mention of a squib in all the Harry Potter uh, movies. And I was like, 
then how the heck would I have known that? She was like, fake fan. I was like, Did okay, you not true. read the books? But, girl, no, I didn't read the books. Really? I read the books. Yeah, she was like, there's only one squib in the movies, and it's that creepy janitor yeah, guy. Yeah, the one who has the cat. And he, like, yeah, they thought he killed it and, like, wrote it on the wall, but it was really Ginny. Yeah, that was, yeah. I did not know he was the squib, so yeah, that's cool, I guess. not magic. He just gets to live there with everyone else who is. That would be so I lame. Suck. I'd be like, just, no. I'll, I'll live in the muggle world. Don't even worry about me. Yeah, no, I'm out. Especially now that we have, like, Alexas and stuff. I don't even need to yeah. be a wizard anymore. Audi 5000. Can't relate. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. Yep. But hey, never know. Maybe Bryceless Pizzas went to Hogwarts. Who knows? Maybe. How do they explain all those kids that just go missing and like go to Hogwarts? Like the platform nine and three quarters girl. No, I mean like the uh the ones of regular parents. What are those called? Mudbloods. Yes, mudbloods. I feel like that's the offensive AKA name. Hermione. Yeah, Hermione. It is the that's a different name. Anyway, her, how would she just like, how would the parents explain to her teachers, oh yeah, she doesn't go to school anymore. She goes to a magic school. Anyway, don't ask about her. It's not truancy, promise. Yeah, we're not hiding her, but yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Because remember in the, one of the last movies, doesn't she like erase herself from her parents' memory? Yeah. Ugh, crazy. Yeah. So I guess then it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> not, not not anymore. But everyone else would be like, didn't you have a child? And they'd be like, no. Maybe you could have been like, oh, I sent her off to boarding school. Maybe. That makes sense. Maybe that would have fooled them. Basically, Who knows? If you know the background of Hermione Granger and how they got away, got away with truancy in the public education system, let, let us know. know. <laughs> anyway, We'd love to know. That's the story of Bryce. I hope he's out there. I hope he's thriving. That's all. I hope he's thriving too, or at least up there chilling with aliens because the other options are very bleak and boring. Yes. I just want to know, like, if he – oh, also, he is listed as voluntarily missing as the police I just, report. That's so bold. I don't know. It is, to so just, like, start over. But also, you're a 19. You're a 19-year-old boy. You're dumb. Sorry. But, like, why did he have to leave that cliffhanger of, like, I have lots to talk to you about, like – I don't know. That's crazy to me. And the fact that the parent's address really was in the navigator confuses me a little bit. Right. Like he had the, you know, idea of going there. Like that was his whole plan. Yeah. Supposedly. Unless it was staged. Who knows? Unless it was. But how would he know that after crashing your car, what he thought was into a lake, the navigator would still work? Also, that's what I'm saying. How was this crashed, but, like, the navigator was, like, still chilling, intact, like, little Tom Tom over there yeah. on your windshield. It's just like, yeah, we're we're going. Well, look 325 up, a.m. Look up a picture of his car. Like, it's okay, it crashed it 25 right feet, and the fact that it only looks like that and Bryce walked away, he kicked out the back door and then walked away. I just want to know how he did it. Let's see. Because that would have killed me. That would have killed anybody. I'm looking it up. Okay. Uh, where it's on its side? Yeah. Is it a silver car? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to be real lucky, I guess. And it, like, landed on the driver's side. So I just Okay, but know. I did think it was interesting when I looked him up. There was a picture of, like, this homeless redheaded man, and they were, like, the guy headed nowhere. 
And the I road that to was nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of would look like him if he was older. Yeah. And a lot of people are like stopping homeless people and being like, hey, is your name Bryce? Because <laughs> his parents think that for sure he's out there and doesn't know who he is or he's dead. Uh, and he went missing when? 2013? Yes. Dang. So he'd be like 26. So he's like not far off from our age. Yeah, he was born in 94. So 26 or 27. Crazy. Yeah. That's spooky. That's for sure. It's just nothing about the case makes sense. And I just want to make it make sense so much, but it's never going to make any sense. Bryce, this is your time to shine, baby. If you're a homeless man and you don't know how you got there and you live in LA and you have red hair. Listen, write into us with like your email being Jim Bob Jones or something. Not Daddy Jones, obviously from Jonestown, but like. Just give us a sign of just be in the email to say, I'm alive, period. And don't say anything else. We'll know. Yeah, we'll just we'll know. know. We'll know. Okay, but pranksters, don't even try it because we will know if you're pranking us. We will so. know, but we won't even know, you know? Right. I know. They don't know that we know, but they know. They don't know that we know that they know that we know. Correct. And on <laughs> that note... Write in to get outer here at gmail.com. Yes. And follow us on Instagram. In. Yes, we will post uh, the pictures of Atlantis, obviously, the Antarctica or what I thought would be Pangea, if yes. you will. Uh, um, and Kel said she would upload the picture of the car. Right? I will, I will. And maybe a map of like Button Willow Ooh, and all that. Yeah. Old Button Willow. Old Button Willow. What are the odds? So, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. We hope you enjoyed this, like, mysterious-themed episode yeah. today. Find some stuff um, for us. And on that note, get out of here, Get out of here. <laughs>